What is going on, everybody? Happy Sunday to you football fans. Happy Sunday to you Bills fans. This is, of course, Built in Buffalo, and you're listening to the Conflict of Interest with A. Rich and Dan Kelly. Uh, why his name is first, I don't know. Do you want to fight about it, Akeem? No, I, no, not at all, man. Not at all. I don't think we should look too deep into that. Uh, it, it, it just something that happened. I, when I talked to Dave, I put uh, Dan Kelly first, but he switched it around. So I'm going to blame Dave. All right. Hey, <laughs> let, let's call it alphabetical. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I like it. You said you don't want to, you don't want to look too, too much into it. Right. Well, that's kind of what the coaches are doing in the NFL regarding uh, going for it on fourth down. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think it's a statistical choice? Do you think it's a team choice? LA did it a lot against Kansas city on Thursday night. Ah, uh, and, and um, I, I love the I love the transition by Dan Kelly. Right, that was a smooth, excellent transition. But I think the the NFL, in terms of head coaches, it, it analytics has has played a major role in defining on what these head coaches is going to do on particular down distance and situations. Right, so uh, I'm not opposed to it if. That's what you feel in your heart of hearts, and that's what you believe in. Uh, I like it, you know. I, I don't go against your beliefs, you know. It's it's when you have certain beliefs and you start to go against your beliefs is when you start to be questions as a head coach. If you have with certain beliefs and if you're stern within your beliefs, then hey, uh, I'm all for it. Me, I'm more of a I'm more of a feel and go with the flow kind of guy. And I like to I like to pay attention to what I see with my eyes. So that's, uh, I would choose analytics closely depending on game flow and what I see based on game situations and what's happening. So the Chiefs and the Chargers did play on Thursday night. It went into overtime. Kansas City Chiefs with the victory, 34 to 28 in LA. If you want to call that a home game for the Chargers, you can. We all know they struggle to get fans, even with that beautiful new stadium. But, Rich, Patrick Mahomes went 31 of 47 for 410 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Kansas City is now 10 and 4. Chargers fall to 8 and 6. Are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC right now? Uh, It's looking like it, right? Uh, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Some team, some people might say, hey, the New England Patriots are indeed the, the best team in the AFC. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. We all thought the Chiefs was, was done or was in trouble early in this season, especially when Buffalo beat them. We thought the Kansas City Chiefs' defense was in shambles, was in flux. Well, hey, hey, their defense still is. They're still letting up 28 points per game here against the Chargers giving up 28 is not not ideal but hey no. they're, they're overcoming it and you mentioned the Patriots there Rich mm-hmm. and I would tell you yes the Patriots are still the number one seed I would argue to you and, and maybe it's not an argument because maybe we'll agree but the Patriots are good because of coaching mm-hmm. they the talent level really isn't there in in certain positions in certain groups and the Kansas City Chiefs have the talent, but sometimes the coaching is a little wishy-washy or the defense, however you want to put it. But I think that's the difference there. I wouldn't want to play either one of them. And, of course, the Bills have a meeting with the Patriots in just a little while. Uh, speaking of coaching, Rich, mm-hmm. uh, a crazy decision here by the Jacksonville Jaguars this week to fire head coach Urban Meyer. Now – was this just because of the accusations of Josh Lambeau? I just uh, the it, it's everything. It's a combination of everything. It's, well, let me ask you this, Rich, before we get too too much into Urban Meyer's history in definitely, Jacksonville. Definitely. Why did it take so long for this to come out? What? Why? Because Josh Lambeau was released weeks ago. And like this comes out now that Urban Meyer, if you haven't heard the news, Urban Meyer supposedly kicked the kicker, yes, in (laughs) in the leg or the foot area and uh, cussed at him and said to make your effing kicks. Mm -hmm. And and after this news came out, he was fired from his position being the head coach. So take it from there, Rich. First of all, 
there is no way any NFL coach or any coach period can kick me in the rear end and and just get away with it and it not become a story immediately because I probably would have acted out. I probably would have lashed out during the practice. So I well, he had to know- talk. He had to talk to a lawyer and get everything figured out before before all this news did break. Yeah, and that's interesting that you got to talk to somebody before before expressing that you got kicked in the ass by your head coach. And, but, and I, I need to know when Josh Lambeau was released because it makes you wonder if you just got released, you would want this to break immediately. You would want this out October 19th, 2021 Jaguars release veteran kicker, Josh Lambeau. So this was two months ago, almost mm-hmm. to the day, two months ago uh, today, mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, why did it take so long? Wouldn't wouldn't Incredible. he want this news out there? And of course, Urban Meyer also had an issue with uh, being whatever the situation was with the girl on the lap. I watched the video. Yeah. I think I think the allegations regarding that are a little wild. I don't think he really did anything wrong in that instance. I understand he's got a family, and mm-hmm. it's morally wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's really nothing illegal to what he did. Now kicking. Kicking somebody, I, he didn't assault him. Let's be let's be you know honest here. He, he kicked the guy, mm-hmm. but it makes you wonder what was he doing when he was head coaching young men in college, and and what was happening there? Getting away with it when it when when you're winning, winning games can mask a lot of problems that's going on, right? And who knows what the hell was going on in Ohio State. We know in Florida that Urban Meyer, everybody talking about a 30 for 30 with Florida, right? Urban Meyer had Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, the Pouncey brothers, Aaron Hernandez, Percy Harvin, Joe Hayden, Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins. You mean to tell me everything was squeaky clean during the Florida Gator days when Urban Meyer was coaching that team in, in, in Aaron Hernandez? Now you switch over to the NFL and it's just it's just a, 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 a trickle effect, a snowfall. When you're 2-11, and 11, it doesn't help. Then you're kicking your kicker in the ass. Then you're not riding home with your team and you're at a ball. Calling, a f- calling your assistant coaches losers. Calling when, your when, you losers. Set up, when you set up the staff, you created the whole staffing situation in Jacksonville. And, and you want to go ahead and say your coaches at Bowling Green <laughs> was better than the coaches you have now. It's just It's just straight disrespect. Urban Meyer is not a leader of men. In the NFL, to become a head coach, you have to be a leader of men. You may not necessarily have to do that in college, as we see. So uh, Urban Meyer was just a bad look for the NFL, period. And it happened. Jacksonville signed him to that massive deal. And if you guys are not familiar with the news, the Jaguars are currently trying to not pay him for the next four years of that contract, trying to nullify everything that happened and based on the accusations and the allegations, we still have to figure, see what happens with these, but they, they may get out of this. Remember that there's been situations where the NFL, the NFL PA and stuff like that, you know, don't agree. And these situations are really murky. We don't hear a lot about them afterwards. Like we hear about it now as the news is breaking, but this is all going to be forgotten. And uh, where does Jacksonville go from here? But rich, you mentioned a new rule. In the NFL, and this is a coaching episode of the conflict of interest with a Rich and Dan Kelly. Uh, we talk about what's going on. It's not only Buffalo Bills; it's all around the league. So I want you to mention that rule that, that you had seen for all the viewers, so they all know exactly what we're going to be talking about here. Okay, I got you. So <clears throat> the new rule, as of December, as of December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, uh, eight at starting at eight p.m. local time. Uh, teams with an open head coaching position can request permission to interview a head coach candidate employed by another club. The interview must be conducted virtually and cannot last more than two hours. December 20th. Okay, Let, let's get into this. Okay. Yes. So teams with an open head coaching position by December 28th. It makes you think right now there are two teams with an open head coaching position. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. Nobody mm-hmm. else, nobody else is open yet. 
correct. Do you think this is going to make organizations fire their head coach before the season is over so they can possibly interview with somebody who may be better to take that position? Uh, I think starting uh, next year, yes. If this is implemented from this year and now teams and organizations are are aware that this new date is implemented, I believe uh, coaches or excuse me, I believe organizations will indeed get rid of their struggling head coaches. I believe that it's going to put a damper on on Black Monday because you, in my opinion, these two weeks is is good for these organizations in my opinion it's going to give these teams a head start if you lose your head coach during the season you're showing that you're you're a shit show right it's still the season going on and in the middle of the season you're telling your head coach we don't want you coaching here anymore so that means your your organization is in flux and uh i like the i i, I like the new rule it gives these teams uh that have these these problems within the organizations time to to correct it time to fix it time to uh be competitive the next season by getting their their head coaching job and their head coaching search right so uh i like the new rule rich, rich let me hear it listen first of all i'm gonna disagree with you of course you are and and there's multiple <laughs> reasons why and if, if you're an avid listener you know i just love to disagree and it, mm -hmm. it just happens but I want I want to I want to tell you something personal here. I am a graduate of the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University. Now I was going to school at the time that the COVID wave started, mm -hmm. and I had to take uh, my classes online virtually for for about a full year, a full mm -hmm. year of school. Mm -hmm. I did not learn that much during that year because it was virtual. Now my instructors tried. And a lot of it was was based on me, based on my effort, and based on what I did. The NFL has had the same kind of situation regarding the draft with the rookies. You've had to meet them virtually. You haven't been able to see how they react to your questions, to see how they understand your playbook, whatever questions they ask. We know they ask some crazy, weird questions at the Combine. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to Google that, you can do that later. Mm -hmm. How are you going to learn enough about somebody in two hours to know that they're good enough to take to take over your football team? On top of that, mm -hmm. the reason that these guys aren't interviewed before this is because they had the playoffs to look forward to mm -hmm. and possibly a Super Bowl appearance. That's what happens because you want to interview people who have been successful. Brian mm -hmm. Dable, Leslie Frazier, Eric Bieniemy, mm -hmm. guys like that. Moving this to December does nothing about that because they still have games to plan for. It doesn't matter that you're the one seed or whatever you are. Mm -hmm. You still have your team to worry about, and that's your primary thing. So I think moving this really does nothing because they're, they're not really going to be focused on you. They're focused on their team, their season, and their, their hopes and dreams and whatever's going on for the rest of that year. Now, don't you think guys like Brian Dable or teams in the Green Bay Packers organization or Kansas City Chiefs organization or even the New England Patriots organization, do you not think it helps those coaches that gets virtually interviewed now as opposed to probably being in the AFC championship game where that is now the biggest game of your life as opposed to a week 18 matchup? You know, these teams that that fired their head coaches they get to meet they get to formally meet this person that can possibly be their head coach so as opposed to it being the first time meeting in the AFC championship game where now these head coaches now they have to uh figure out how they want to uh defend or play against this particular opponent and they have to worry about what type of philosophy they're going to show this next organization that they have an opportunity to possibly be a head coach, what type of person they got to show, what type of schemes they want to implement for this next team. I think pushing it forward, uh, it helps not only the organization that needs the head coach, but it helps the future head coach because the games, even though it is important, is not as important as a championship game, is not as important as a Super Bowl. So that's where I think 
uh, meeting these guys virtually and getting to know them is is good because now when you're at the second interview, there's nothing really to know and figure out. You're just trying to expand upon what you spoke about prior, and that's why I think it's 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 good. And I think I I, I think this was an excellent rebuttal by myself. So you're going to have to come with some shit, Dan. <laughs> let, let, let me let me start with, with agreeing with you because because something you said was correct in there. Um, a lot of it a lot of it was correct, but. The, the part that you got right is that it's not the playoffs and it's not the most important game of their lives. And I, and I like that. And I always like your takes. So first of all, shut up with that because you're <laughs> wrong. I always, I always love hearing your takes. But man, let's say – I want to talk about this for a second. If you are only able to interview them mm-hmm. from December 28th and onward, mm-hmm. the question becomes – when can you announce that they're taking the position? When can mm. you announce the second interview? When when does the process move further? Because to me, this is like free agency. Mm. Do you remember how you remember how good free agency used to be when yeah. when everything broke at 4 p.m. and you were able to talk to him and talk to him and this guy was on a plane and he was meeting his coaches here and now everything breaks a day before, two days right. before, three days before, four right. days before. So my question becomes, if you interview Brian Dable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars want to interview Brian Dable. They have a, they have a good defense. They got to get the offense figured out. So that doesn't make sense. But we're going to go with it anyway. Mm-hmm. They interview Brian Dable and they figure out, hey, th- this is going to be our guy. And they they internally and let's get this straight: the Jaguars are a dumpster franchise. Mm-hmm. They they don't make the best decisions. So let's say they already agree to. Mm-hmm to um hire dable as their next head coach right the bills make it to the playoffs and get trounced in the first round and you see the bills defense give up a crazy amount of points and you realize that that system is not going to work for you but you have already agreed to sign him or you already agreed to speak to him again i just feel like there's a lot of gray area and i don't I, I like it, but I don't. Like, I'm not fully against this rule change, but I want to see what else it does for the process of moving on. Because if if you can only interview them and talk to them for two hours, and your next interview is in three months, two and a half months after the Super Bowl, you're going to retain some information. But, Rich, you said you get to meet these guys and learn about these guys. Did you not hear what I was saying? It's hard to learn through a computer screen. Like you. You and I have only met virtually. I know your work ethic. I know how hard you are from, mm-hmm. from seeing your interactions on social media, from the mm-hmm. way that you present yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything about you, though. I don't know mm-hmm. everything about your character. I don't know mm-hmm. if you understand the playbook. I don't know if you understand where we want to go, how we, how we do in the draft. All Everything about the organization, I can't learn from you through a computer screen. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and that's a that's an excellent point. And this is and this is a, a topic that I think can be uh, further discussed in even a, a, a roundtable platform with the rest of our crew. So maybe we can even uh, do something in uh, in the near future and, and have a bigger discussion because this is an interesting discussion, nevertheless, one way or the other. Of course, and and we just don't have all the information. Correct. They, the NFL really uh, does its best to not let us know certain things, and this is another one of those areas where we just don't we don't know black or white. This is a, this is a gray area uh, subject, but there is another gray area, Rich, and, and it's COVID, yep. man. We we've dealt with yeah. it for what feels like forever, and if I'm not mistaken. The NFL had said that if you were unable to play a game, you would have to forfeit. You would have to forfeit the game because of not having enough players to be on the field. Mm -hmm. I do not know how many members of the Cleveland Browns are currently on the COVID list, but Mm -hmm. I do know that it's an insanely high number. Mm -hmm. Bill's left tackle, Deion Dawkins, is also on the COVID list, if you guys are unaware. The Mm -hmm. second time in just a few months, I believe, that he has now got it. Hopefully all is well. I was just talking about this with somebody. It, it's hard to not blame these guys because I know they have children who go to school and whatnot, but these are million-dollar athletes who do not make the best decisions, as we know. So I don't know whether to blame them or or not. You know what I mean? But the NFL rescheduling games, Rich, that's what I want to get to. And I understand it, but I don't. Because why would you say the teams are going to have to forfeit if you're just going to move the games? If you guys are unaware, 
There are two games on Tuesday night this week. Rich, mm-hmm. take us away. Washington football team and the Eagles play Tuesday night, been rescheduled. The Rams and the Seattle Seahawks have been rescheduled to Tuesday night, and the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns have been rescheduled to Monday night. Now, me personally, I don't care. It's good. I, it's good to see football every yeah, day. It's, 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 it's good to see football. And the Buffalo Bills had to go through the same thing last year. And they right? lost because of it. And, and they and they lost. And we so and that, you so can that's put the reason. not fair. That is right? not fair that the Buffalo Bills didn't know if they were preparing for the Tennessee Titans or the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And, but and but the question remains, Rich, how come they say one thing and are doing the other? That's the problem right there. The problem with this whole thing is that you said before the season that games will be forfeited. And now that we're here, you're going back on what you said, right? And what do a lot of us human beings have to fall back on in life, period? A lot of us don't have nothing but our word, right? So when you break your word, when you break your bond, what does that say to you? How do you look as an an institution? How do you look as an organization saying one thing and then backtracking because of revenue, because it's not even, it's not even just the organization. It's the commissioner Co- of the, the commissioner. NFL, yes. the guy who who's supposed to hold all the keys and let us know everything that's going on. We all know he's not a very trustworthy individual. We all right. know that most fans dislike him or have a problem with him. And mm-hmm. this just adds to the list. So Dan, I want to ask you something. Do you do do you really think it's the commissioner or is it possible that it could be these owners? Because these owners at the end of the day run to the commissioner. How do we know these owners don't want to reschedule? Because it could it be them and it, because the commissioner has the title commissioner, he has to take that brunt of the blame because he has that title. Could it be the owners in this? How, uh, how do you feel about that thought process? Because I know the players are upset. But I haven't seen an owner come out and say, you know what? This is BS. It, it definitely could be. Um, a, a fish could jump out of its tank and suffocate. Yeah. It, it could. <laughs> yeah. But, it could. but I, I, I don't know who to blame. Mm-hmm. I do know that I'm confused because I'm just going off of what you tell me. Mm-hmm. What, what, what you and I do mm-hmm. at work is listen to a boss. And what the boss says goes. And when your yes. boss is confusing, it's hard to get your job done. And this right. is the same thing. This is another job for us. We we speak to the masses mm-hmm. about what's going on and we, we break down the latest news. How do I break this down, Rich? Because <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to see any games forfeited. I don't want to see teams having to give up because there are situations where you see a hell of a, fo- a, hell of a football game. And I love football. Mm-hmm. But – but you can't be going back on this. It should have never been announced that they were forfeiting games. I think that's ridiculous. They right. probably knew they weren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. What What are you doing it for? Is it for the ad revenue? Is Is it for money purposes? We don't know. And that's the problem. Yes. Satisfaction. It's probably, probably to satisfy fans. You know, probably to say, you know what? Or satisfy, every, satisfy everybody for the time being. You know what? We're going to forfeit games if if – if this doesn't happen, right? Nobody you're knew the variant. You're just getting to those fans who wear jean shorts and have their Trump shirts, man. Yeah, it's not yeah. like you're getting to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. But this is what the NFL is. And this is what the players have to deal with. And this is what us fans have to endure as well. Not even about the NFL. It, it's about the world, man. It's it's everything. It's everything to do with outside interference. I haven't been able to go to a football game this year because of the the covid stuff and mm. it, it bothers me but you know everybody makes their own decision i understand that and we'll get to that but rich we record on saturdays so tonight there is a game that has not well technically it was rescheduled but if you guys are unaware in december the nfl flexes its games to saturdays for more viewers and possible playoff um caliber bouts and tonight is the new england patriots and the indianapolis colts Rich, a lot of people are confused on who to root for. Who who are you rooting for as a as a Buffalo Bills fan? Who are you rooting for in this game? The Patriots or the Colts? I'm I'm rooting for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, so if you're rooting for the Colts, before you get into your point here, mm-hmm. that means that the Patriots would lose, the Bills would still have a chance at the division. 
But if they didn't get the division and the Colts continue to win, the Colts could have that wild card spot. So go on. I'm rooting for the Patriots over the Colts. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, I. So you're not so it, wait, you're you're rooting for the Patriots. I'm excuse me, I'm rooting for the Colts. I'm sorry, I said I'm sorry, I'm rooting for the Colts because I want the Buffalo Bills. I still want that AFC title, right? And AFC it, AFC East, like yeah, AFC. Yeah, I want the, I want the AFC. I want the division. I still want the AFC East division. I want the AFC East crown. Don't get me wrong. Once you get into the playoffs, or you you just want to get in and and win games, but uh, it's the New England Patriots. Right. And it was thought that the New England Patriots was over. It was thought that their realm of, of, of winning AFC East titles was over. And the big bad Buffalo Bills came to town. And I feel that uh, we will be looked at as a fluke. I think we'll be looked at as a fluke if the Buffalo Bills, uh, of course, playoffs, playoffs can change that. Playoff wins can change that. But as of right now, the Buffalo Bills will be looked at as a fluke if they don't win this AFC title, AFC East title. And in my opinion, uh, for those for 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 the trash talking points, right? For the for the for the fans that says, "Hey, the Buffalo Bills was a fluke." For the fans that say, "Hey, the New England Patriots are back." I I don't want to deal with the talking points and the chatter from the other New England Patriots and media outlets that support the New England Patriots. I feel that the Buffalo Bills are indeed the better football team, and if the Indianapolis Colts can win that. Uh, the Bills can win out and and win the AFC East title. I'm all about I'm all about winning the AFC East title. Why the hell would I root for the Patriots? Why would you root for the Patriots? Some some people would in in this Why? scenario. Some people would, and this is the reason because Indianapolis is currently outside looking in in the playoff mm-hmm. picture, I believe. Mm-hmm. And with a win, they could steal Buffalo's spot if Buffalo were to lose. So go, going over the rest of the season here for the Colts and the Patriots. Uh-huh. Next week, the Colts play the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The following week, the following week they play the Raiders, and the following week they play the Jags. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the Patriots have the Buffalo Bills next week, the mm-hmm. Jags, and then the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots are probably going to beat Jacksonville and Miami. Right now, Patriots if, win today; they're winning the East. Yes, if they if they win today, I believe it is over, and they mm-hmm. have they have the East crown. But they're probably going to beat the Jags and the Dolphins. If I, if I were a betting man, I would say so. Mm-hmm. So if they lose tonight, you also need Buffalo to beat the Patriots next week. Mm-hmm. And Indy Indy has the same thing. If Indy wins tonight and then they beat the Raiders and the Jags, we would need them to lose to the Cardinals mm-hmm. unless we beat the it, – it's a lot of moving parts. I think I think I'm, I'm rooting for the Colts. Um Obviously, they they put a stomping on us during the season, which was not good. Mm-hmm. Head coach, of course, Frank Reich, former Buffalo Bills quarterback. Um, do I think they can win? Yes, but sometimes it comes down to coaching. And who's the better coach? Let's just be honest. Of course, Bill Belichick with the most wins, I believe, ever by a head coach, if I'm not mistaken with that stat. Um, I just don't know, man. It, it's – it's a hard place to be in. And and what I wanted to get into, you mentioned how the playoffs can change a lot of things and wins and, and losses can can change because you can go nine and seven and then have not anymore because of the other game. Ten you can seven. go nine, yeah, ten and seven mm-hmm. and and have a really great playoff run, win the Super Bowl. No one's gonna remember that you went ten and seven other than your own fans. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to get into with you, Rich, is last year. The Buffalo Bills were rolling. What was it? Eight consecutive weeks mm-hmm. of victories mm-hmm. before the playoffs, or was that was that including playoffs? Uh I I, I don't remember, but they was rolling. They was on a high streak ever they, since. They the- lost to the Arizona Cardinals, and yep. then they won all the way up until that loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Yep. This year they're not rolling, not in any sense of the word. Now, is that the players? Is that the coaching? That's an argument that we have all the time. Mm-hmm. It's probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. But last year was the first year where the number two seed or didn't get the bye, correct? Correct. Last year was the first year, and the Bills didn't get the bye. They had to play the, the Indianapolis Colts. And it it seemed to, to give them more to fight for. 
I would love the division. I just don't know how possible it is. I don't the, the Buffalo Bills, when they played the Patriots the first time, the Patriots threw three football passes, correct? Correct. Two completions by Mac Jones. We don't know their their plays. The, it's going to be a complete guess as to what they're doing. Of course, you have the film from this year, mm-hmm. but it, there's a lot to, to be wondered about. Some people are rooting for the Patriots. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and root for the Colts. Yes. The home team tonight is... I believe the, the Colts. Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil. It's a no. dome. Can't no yep. no weather uh, plays a factor. Mm-hmm. But Rich, it's not all about who we want. Who do you think's going to win? Do you I think, think the, the Colts are going to beat the Patriots? No. <laughs> I think I think the Patriots are going to win this game. If I why if is I, that? If I had to, if I was betting sports book, FanDuel money line, I would pick the Patriots. I just think they're they are the the better coach team, and they are the the, the team that's less prone to make a mistake, in my opinion, uh, and the New England Patriots. And I think this is a close game. And when there's a close game, what's the deciding factor? Mistakes and coaching. And I think New England Patriots make the least amount of mistakes. And I think the New England Patriots have uh, uh, a better coaching, better coaching staff, better head coach. So because of those things uh, and just the way that they're playing and that the confidence level they're playing on, I just – I, I would pick the Patriots. So everything that I'm going off of now is is hope. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the New England, uh, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Patriots. Uh, uh, things of that sort. So we we'll definitely see what happens. I think the Patriots uh, winning this game will win a, win a division. Uh, I think the Colts winning this game they still can lose. I think they can still lose to the Arizona Cardinals in the future. I think they could still lose. They can they can lose to the Arizona Cardinals, but the fact of them losing to the Raiders or the Jags is a little bit of a long shot. A little so bit at of that a long point, shot. at that point Buffalo would still need to beat New England next week yes. to get to get their place in yes. um I'm going to agree the New England Patriots on a seven game winning streak, Indianapolis coming off of a 31 nothing thrashing of the Houston Texans but before that they did lose to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. The, the only way that the Colts can win is give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and hope hope some magic happens and keep keep them out of the end zone. I, I, I know that's you know a foreign concept to you guys. If you keep the other team from scoring, that you win. But I, I don't know if the Colts can keep them from scoring. The Patriots have a weird offense, man. It shouldn't be as explosive as, as, as it is. But it, 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 it goes is. to show you how, how coaching works mm-hmm. and how that all – plays a factor we talked about the games rescheduled we talked about the patriots and colts rich let's get into the full slate of games for this current week in the nfl lots of games of course we mentioned to you that there are two games on tuesday night which is going to be different mm-hmm. well let's go through the slate rich let's do it we have the titans and the steelers in pittsburgh uh, the titans have been nursing injuries all year Derrick Henry may be back for the playoffs if you guys are unaware, which would be a game changer. But who are you taking between the Titans and the Steelers here, Rich? I think this is going to be a tough game. Uh, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? Why? Yeah, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they've been in a number of of close games now, uh, like you alluded to. Uh, Derrick Henry, is. it looked like he has the potential of coming back, but he's not coming back yet. I know they got Julio Jones and certain guys back. Uh, I just think the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they have their back against the wall. Uh, Mike Tomlin is is a coach that never been, uh, that never had a losing record his tenure in National Football League. And I think that these are one of those games that the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, uh, have to come alive and, and, and win. And I think uh, the combination of Ben Roethlisberger, Najee Harris, and the underrated Deontay Johnson is, is going to find ways uh, to win this football game uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Um, a lot of this is, is yes, I want the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, and I think they're going to win. And a, and a lot of this is, is playoff implications as well, right? Tennessee Titans only have four losses. So it will be nice for the Pittsburgh Steelers to pick up this W. Well, here's the thing, Rich. You're wrong. Okay. Um, the, the Tennessee Titans have, have too much confidence going on. They've played opponents that are not to their level. In, in ideal times, when Julio Jones and A.J. Brown were out, they weren't playing the best of teams, and they were getting lucky mm-hmm. with that. Losing Derrick Henry, of course, hurts. 
But the question becomes, you mentioned playoff implications for the Buffalo Bills. If the Titans lose and the Colts win, it it puts a weird situation in the AFC South on, on who's going to take it. I don't know who you'd rather have take it. Um, the Titans with Derrick Henry are definitely a lot scarier than without Derrick Henry, but I just don't see them losing. If they win, you would obviously – would you want the Colts to lose then? Because – that that puts that puts a murky situation out there. So um honestly, if we're talking about I just want the Buffalo Bills to get in the playoffs, right? Of course, I, w- I would love the AFC title, and this is why I have rooting interest, but I I believe this season is a season where the Bills can actually be anybody home or away. You know, I don't think I mean, uh, if you if you leave the coaches at home, maybe <laughs> um, I, 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 like you said, the Bills, they went in. They went in last year. They went in last year on a eight, nine game winning streak. They went in rolling. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are not on that roll, but we hope that they can they can start something. We hope that starting Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, we hope that last week, second half against the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers is the start of of something great for the Buffalo Bills. We hope that uh, last week can propel this team offensively and defensively to to, to mirror uh, what the Buffalo Bills had in, in 2020. So we'll see what happens with that. But in terms of Tennessee and Pittsburgh, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm not sold on the Tennessee Titans uh, play week in and week out. They remind me of a light switch. Um, is it on or is it off this week? I'm I'm going to predict that is off this week and the Pittsburgh Steelers get this win. You mentioned a word there that starts with an S. You said it twice. Don't know if you realize you said it twice. Uh, start. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, we can't confirm it yet, but uh, Josh Allen, I believe, will be starting for the Buffalo Bills this week, was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Uh, we don't have confirmation that he's going to be the starting quarterback, but I believe that's looking good. I know we flipped a little bit back into the Buffalo Bills. It happens. <laughs> I think yep. you guys are a little okay with it. Yep. Rich is taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Tennessee Titans. On to the next. Uh, we're going to skip the Panthers and Bills. We'll save that one for last. Mm-hmm. Texans and Jags, 1 o'clock in Jacksonville. We mentioned the Urban Meyer situation. Houston's not much better with the rookie there starting, uh, take it away. I like I like Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans. Why? Because Houston is a bad team. And two, Jacksonville, uh, firing Urban Meyer. Uh, Daryl Bevel is going to bring a, a breath of fresh air, even though he's been there. Uh, was think, he was the head coach before, correct? He was. He was the offensive coordinator. He, 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 he was the offensive coordinator. And now that Urban Meyer is out, I believe is that aura and that negative energy was lifted off off the organization a little bit. And I think guys are going to play free. I think James Robinson, he was kind of in the doghouse with Urban Meyer. I think he's going to be able to ch- get a chance to to showcase what he showcased last year as a rookie. So uh, just the combination of things with the Houston Texans being a bad football team. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars this game. Well, here's the thing, Rich. You're wrong. And um, here's why. Because they're both bad teams. They're mm-hmm. they're both horrible. Mm-hmm. Y- you mentioned um, taking Urban Meyer out, you know, t- took away th- their bad image. But we're talking about the Jacksonville team, you know, in, in the NFL here, mm-hmm. uh, who's had a-, a bad image for a very long time, since mm-hmm. before Urban Meyer. You, you want to go back to Doug Marone, mm-hmm. you can go back. I mean, when-, when were they really a threat? In the 90s with Mark Brunel? And Fred Taylor, yeah. Tony Baselli. Yeah. They had Maurice Jones Drew, who was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh they've been a they've been a dumpster franchise, same as the Houston Texans, other than the Matt Schaub years. The Texans got shut out last week. They're they're not a happy team. Um ju- just for the sake of divisional matchups can be difficult. You like Davis Mills, don't you? Um, I'm gonna I don't, but I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take the Houston Texans in this one. Okay. Um ju- just because. Just because coin flip, I ain't mad at it. I, I I believe so. I believe this is a coin flip kind of game. Mm-hmm. Next up, we stay divisional. NFC East, not the NFC least this year, Rich. Not the dumpster fire that it was last year. Dallas Cowboys at New York Giants. I think this one's easy. Uh, you take us away. Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, yes, the Dallas Cowboys will most yes. likely win this football game. Yes. Cut and dry, Daniel Jones. Cut, just not not working out. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have been rolling. But I want to get back to rolling for, for a minute, Rich. We mentioned how the Bills were on that hot streak last year for, for a long time. And yep. it seemed to have ended when they hit the Kansas City Chiefs. To a yep. degree, and this is a controversial statement, on the conflict of interest, which you should not be surprised about not if you know the first word of this podcast, which is conflict, controversy, similar similar points. I'm I'm happy that they're not rolling the rolling the way that they were because now they can get hot when they need to in this month of December. Don't get hot in November when those games they matter, they mm-hmm. matter, but they don't matter as much. I want you to get hot in January, late December, and and get get it rolling now, because yep. you can't you can't keep that magic forever. You you go back to the Baltimore Ravens Cinderella run when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't get hot until the playoffs, and that's yep. when Joe Flacco had his miracle run. So I'm I'm happy to a degree, but Dallas Cowboys New York Giants I think this is probably going to be a blowout. Cowboys are going to win. Next yep. up, bird versus lion. Um, if if you're asking me in just the form of the mascots, you would take the lion. But this is the Detroit Lions, not the lion in the animal kingdom. Arizona Cardinals and Detroit Lions, Rich. Uh, another easy one, I think. Yeah, uh, Arizona Cardinals. You know, I don't e- see games like this. I don't even think it, it, it needs too much explanation. We we, we kind of understand why. Right. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's a better football team. Arizona Cardinals. Better, better coached, better players, better talent. Better they were everybody. nursing. They were nursing injuries for a while. DeAndre Hopkins is now out. If you guys are unaware, he's trying to come back for the playoffs. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen with the injury. I don't know the exact name of it. I do know it's something to do with around the ACL area, which normally keeps you out a full year. Um, if he comes back, is he going to be effective? Is he going to be a decoy? Mm-hmm. The good news for the Cardinals is it's not going to matter this week because they're playing the Detroit Lions. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. They're the away team. It's yep. not going to matter. It really won't. AFC East matchup, New York Jets. Miami Dolphins. Now, Rich, the Dolphins have been have been on a streak lately. Is it going to continue here against the Jets? Yes, it is going to continue against the Jets. Uh, Miami Dolphins at home. Uh, I, I picked them to win this game. I just think uh, looking at the Jets, I, I see a little improvement from Zach Wilson, but not a, a, enough to warrant a victory. Uh, Two was playing pretty damn good ball at, at at the quarterback position as of late uh Flores looked like he's trying to right the ship and the Miami Dolphins when 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 uh media outlets put up the screen of the playoff picture you see the Miami Dolphins at the end now in I was the gonna playoff ask, hunt. I was going to ask are they in the hunt now because they've been on they've been on a winning streak lately um uh, math- mathematically uh, yes they are in the hunt realistically no <laughs> I think they are done, but in the hunt, mathematically, yes, I, I think so, they. So there, there's still a chance. There's, there, there's still a chance. There's, there's still a chance. We, but, we talked about how Detroit had a chance last week, a one in two billion chance, but then they lost and were officially eliminated from the playoffs, mm-hmm. along with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. I believe Jacksonville is also eliminated. Probably the New York Jets as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I believe the Dolphins are getting handed uh, cupcake opponents. They're going to take advantage of it. The question for them becomes, is Brian Flores the guy? Because they were supposed to be the challenger in the AFC East this year to the Buffalo Bills. Of course, it ended up being the Patriots who were the bigger challenger. And it makes you wonder, are they happy with what he's done this year? Do you, do you think so? I, you know, I think winning, I think winning cures all. And I think that. But did he win enough? Uh, did Brian Flores win enough? Yeah, I, I I think he still have more games left to see. I think there's more games left to see. Do okay. I think he's going to get fired either way? No, I think he's going to. I, I don't think he's on a hot seat or he's going to get fired either way. I think he's done enough to keep his job for for uh, uh for the rest of the season for sure. For at least yeah, at least the end of the season here. Mm-hmm. Next up, the meeting of the two B teams, Bengals and Broncos. 
Last week, we were all Broncos fans in a way after the tragic passing of Demarius Thomas. Uh, it was announced that, uh, I don't know if you saw Rich, uh, his, his brain obviously had some some damage on it from playing football. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe they mentioned concussions in that case, which is always terrible to see. This game in Denver with the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you have? Uh and it's it, it's it's interesting because when you look at the records, they're both seven seven and six, right? I expect the Bengal like the Bengals have been playing way better to me than what their record tells you. And it's like and it's when you look at the record, it's like, damn, are they both really seven and six? Because it appears that the Cincinnati Bengals have the better football team, right? They 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 have the franchise, they have the franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. They have they have a a, a top seven to ten running back in Joe Mixon. They have a the good new, young receiving room in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So I you know the Cincinnati Bengals appear to have the better football team and because they appear to have the better football team i'm going to pick them i think the cincinnati Bengals have more talent and because of that they, they should win this game now um i'm not sure if 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 they have issues with the coaching staff i'm not sure if the offensive coordinator zach taylor knows what he's doing it looks as if he does joe burrow is playing playing some damn good ball i'm not sure if it could be a DC uh, coordinator thing in defense. Uh, the head, head coach, things. head coach Zach Taylor, not the offensive yep, coordinator. Yep, head, head coach Zach Taylor. But is he calling plays? I could... That I'm not sure. That's why okay. I, I wanted okay. to correct you, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure about the play calling plays. duties. But here's the thing, Rich. You're right. I'm I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals this yeah. week. Um, I think I think they're playing a lot better than what seven and six will tell you. They did beat the Baltimore Ravens this year. Um. You're right. They're, they're figuring it out slowly but surely. The only thing I have a question about is their defense. But they're playing the Denver Broncos, who do not have a top 25 quarterback, maybe top 30. I, I really don't know where you would put the Broncos on your quarterback situation. Definitely on the on the worst half in the league. And and that's what it comes down to sometimes is quarterback play. If I had to, If I had to bet, I would choose the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. So we we can agree, Rich. We, we can, can agree. We okay? can agree. It happens. I, like it. I think we're going to agree on this one too, but but maybe not. Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. You know, the, these these type of games, San Francisco, in my opinion, thrives in. They got Kyle Shannon. Matt and- Ryan is washed. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's washed, but I do think the 49ers have the better football team, and uh, I got 49ers over the Falcons. Matt Ryan's washed. He <laughs> is, man. I don't, I don't know if he's the only problem, and I don't believe he is the only problem, but he's getting older. Yes. And, and the term washed doesn't mean bad. It just and, – and a lot of people have, have different meanings for words, so I want to explain. I don't think Matt Ryan's bad. I think he's declining. He's in the midst mm-hmm. of becoming worse than what he's been on average. And on average, Matt Ryan is, I don't know. Do you want to put him top 10, top 15? Where does he fall? I I, I, I like how top 15 sounds. Top 15. I believe in Madden he was top 10 this year. Okay. I believe he was 10th. Okay. So that's why I wanted to get your thoughts. Top 15, I'm okay with putting him in. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be there much longer, and you're not helping him. It it reminds me of a Kirk Cousins situation with Washington minus the money. They were not surrounding him with enough talent to be able to be successful. The Atlanta Falcons are just an issue. They mm-hmm. they don't play good football, and I have the San Francisco 49ers as well, the home team. And I believe they're probably competing for a playoff spot too, but maybe yep, maybe are. a little far out. Yeah. Here's a good one. 425 Green Bay Packers at Baltimore Ravens. The game of the week, probably. Lamar Jackson is out. I know their backup did a did a is he pretty, out? Is he officially out this I, week? I I don't think he practiced all week. You know, so I, I don't think it's I'm not sure if it's official yet, but it's trending towards him being out. And if Lamar Jackson is out. You did see what I, the backup did last week, right? Yes, I did see what the backup did last week. Who did who did the Baltimore Ravens play? Cleveland Browns. 
Yes. I think it's the Cleveland Browns. I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and that group over there, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, I just think they're they're a different animal offensively. And I'm not sure without Lamar Jackson that that Baltimore Ravens offense is going to be able to keep up. So because of that, I definitely got the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the, the Ravens, I always think are going to decline and then they don't. Right. And, and it's credit to John Harbaugh and his staff. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Lamar Jackson not playing. It's obviously a huge deal. The backup had a good week last week against a defense that should be good. It should be good on paper. I don't know how well they're performing. I know the Browns aren't performing too well, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm gonna take the Green Bay Packers as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're they're a better complete football team. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go Packers. We're gonna agree again as much as the fans probably hate to see that. <laughs> Next up, we'll agree. Divisional. We'll agree. divisional game. Saints and Bucks. And it seems Tom Brady has an issue with the Saints because he really can't seem to beat them on a consistent basis. But I'll let you take it from here. Jameis Winston's not playing. The Tampa Bay killer, the Buck killer is not playing. So, uh, you know, Taysom Hill, I, I know Josh Allen had success against the Buccaneers. And I know Taysom Hill Hill's an athlete, but Taysom Hill, as we all know, is not Josh Allen. <laughs> okay, so, okay, wait, wait. I want to I want to go off of that real quick. Yeah. If the Saints do win, you already know you will see posts saying Taysom Hill greater than Josh Allen. Taysom Hill did what Josh Allen couldn't. When Josh Allen's numbers were insane last week, mm-hmm. I just want to preface that, guys. Mm-hmm. If if they win this game, it does not make Taysom Hill better than Josh Allen. No matter what his contract says, no matter mm-hmm. what he's being paid to be that Swiss Army knife. I'm sorry for interrupting you. And, and, and you know, I don't even think we, could, we even have to go that far because the Saints, without without a legitimate quarterback, is they're not beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I got the Bucs in this game. Didn't the Saints beat the Buccaneers already this season? Without a legitimate quarterback. Are you going to say I, James Winston's a legitimate quarterback? Yes, I, I think he is. Over uh, over what they have now in Taysom Hill? Most the definitely. O- the only legitimate quarterback to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season? They, they come back and beat his former team. That same guy that had 5,000 yards passing. You know, so I, I I get it. I'm not saying Jameis Winston is the best or a top shelf quarterback, but I'm saying that Jameis Winston is a lot better than what they have now. Agreed. Agreed. I can agree on that. Um, I don't, I don't want to take him because the mantra's been any given Sunday. It's happened a lot this year with uh, the team that shouldn't win wins. I'm going to go the Bucks, but I'm going to tell you, watch out. Watch really? out because they, they beat him once. And they didn't beat him because of Jameis Winston. They beat so? him because of picking off Tom Brady on that last drive. Okay. It was it was a defensive win. Okay. He did enough. He did enough. He put him in a good position. Um, but I'm I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out for this game because there's something about the Saints with Brady. And I don't know if it was the same with his time in New England, um, but in his time in Tampa Bay, he is, is something. struggling. Okay. I'm gonna look out for that t- uh tomorrow. And and if they blow them out, I guess I'm just wrong. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes that I can happens. I can admit to you guys that I'm I'm wrong every once in a while. Uh, Raiders and Browns Monday 5 p.m. in Cleveland. I have the Browns in this game. I just. I understand what they're going through. I understand that they have a plethora is Baker of guys. Playing is the I, question. I I don't know. And who who is playing? Because we mentioned earlier with the, <laughs> with the COVID stuff, who's going to be able to play? Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. And the reason being, I don't know who's playing for the Cleveland Browns. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't know who the tight end is. I don't know who the left tackle is. I don't know who the the either right other right tackle or the other guard, they have a tight end out. They have multiple players on defense that are questionable because of the COVID stuff. I, I know the Raiders have probably some guys on COVID too, but other than that, I'm taking the Raiders just for that reason. I just feel like the Raiders, it, if there's a team that's going to lose to a team that have a <laughs> bunch of guys out for COVID 
If I had to think of a team to lose, I, I think about the Raiders. <laughs> I just, I just, I just they're, think they're not, the Raiders, man. The Raiders, I don't think, are as bad as you think. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad, but they give me a Minnesota Viking vibe in the AFC. Hey, you just mentioned the next game. Good, good segue. <laughs> Akeem Richards with, with the talk. Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. Um, is this a tough one? Yes. I just I just said that the 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 Raiders are the Minnesota the AFC of the AFC. So therefore I'm going to pick the Bears. <laughs> I'm picking the Bears at home over the Vikings. We, the, the Vikings, that's what they do. They play down to their competition. They they lost to Detroit earlier uh, this year. A couple of years ago, when they were supposed to be good, Josh Allen had the hurdle and the Buffalo Bills had that victory. Then Minnesota may play the Green Bay Packers and beat the Green Bay Packers one week. And then they're going to come back against a team like the Bears this week and lose. So, yes, I, uh, at home, it's, it's the Minnesota Vikings. They play down to their competition. Uh, I got the Bears over the Vikings. Are they still? Are the Bears still in the playoff picture or the I, Vikings? I don't, I don't think so. I think the Vikings still mathematically are, are in it. But I think the Bears, the Bears are long gone. I could double check right quick. Okay. Um, I I like that take. I, I do. But the Bears really, dude, Aaron Rodgers just owns them, man. He he is their daddy. And, and it happened last week. I believe that was Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they can come back from that. I, I really Good. don't know. Uh, their, their defense has been struggling lately as well. Minnesota's six and seven. Chicago's four and nine. Okay. Okay. Th- that tells me enough. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take Minnesota. I'm gonna okay. reluctant. I'm gonna reluctantly take Minnesota because I believe what you said can be correct, but they also have Buffalo Bills syndrome, where one week they play really good and one week they play really bad. Mm-hmm. On paper, the Minnesota Vikings are probably a a top ten NFL football team. On paper, okay. but, I like it. But they give me they give me 2014 Bills vibes where they're really good on paper, but then they lose to the Raiders and mm-hmm. don't make the playoffs and, and mm-hmm. situations like that happen. I'm, I'm going to reluctantly take the Vikings. Another divisional game, guys. What do I always say? Divisional games are hard. You know your opponent very well. Unless you have a top five or ten quarterback all time, mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, mm-hmm. because Tom Brady and, and the Buffalo Bills, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Not in the division anymore, by the way, and still crushing our dreams. But let's move on. Yes. Divisional games continue with these next two games, Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. These are one of the, one of those games that, that – Let me that, let me just say before Akeem talks here, he was making the stank face before he analyzed this game. Yeah, it's, it's one of those – it's just one of those games. I believe the Washington football team have a have a, a few COVID cases. I believe Tyler Henneke is, is one of them. So because of that, I, I'm going Philly here. Jalen Hurts, I just like what Nick Serrani's doing with their rushing offense. I believe that they, they have some momentum offensively, and I think – uh, beyond the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles is the second best team in that division. I got the Eagles. I did not know Heineke was uh, was a COVID case, but um, with that information, I think I'm going to go the Eagles as well. Mm-hmm. The running game has gotten better. Another team, there's so many teams that are like just good one week and awful the next i I don't understand it i i know it's hard to play in the nfl i understand that i've never personally played in the nfl so i can't understand that aspect Mm -hmm. but i I don't get how you can show up one week and not the next there's certain coaches who know other coaches and understand how they think uh with that being said i don't think either of these staffs are the greatest so give me the eagles riverboat ron a little conservative if he mm-hmm. doesn't have his quarterback, it's even worse. This game, mm-hmm. there's not much. There's not much to talk about, mm-hmm. other than it's a divisional game, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be very good. Mm-hmm. But the final game of the week: Seahawks and Rams. Tuesday again, seven o'clock p.m. It all depends on who's playing and who's not playing, right? Is this? this do we this... do we know any COVID cases for for these teams, Seahawks and Rams? 
Uh, I know the Rams, they had Jalen Ramsey, among others. Let's see if I could uh, pull it up right quick. Uh, Seahawks and Rams. <clears throat> another divisional game, another hard yeah. hard thing. Even when the Seahawks are good, they struggle with the Rams. So now that the Rams are good, are they going to mm. struggle with the Seahawks? The Rams, the Rams currently have 29 players on, oh COVID, on COVID reserve, which resulted, Browns. <laughs> which, which, which resulted in their game against the Seahawks being postponed to Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Yes, 29 not, not being, players. Not being forfeited, but moved. Moved. So we don't know who the hell is playing from who's not playing with the, Give me the uh, Seahawks. Man. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I as guess. long as they don't have 29 players, right? Maybe they have 28. Give me the, Give me the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. It's it's a 53 man roster. 29 is out. <laughs> you, you wonder that. That's what I was saying earlier, Rich. With with I don't know if I can blame COVID or I can blame these guys because they're young millionaires who do not make the greatest of decisions, which is proven by their track record. So it's clear, but it's crazy because it's so many people, though, right? It's we're talking about over a we're talking about over a hundred people in the NFL have COVID. Are and I know each individual irresponsible is each is each person that irresponsible? Rich, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm not going down that route. So I understand, I understand some of them are not being irresponsible and not being crazy. I'm just saying what we know of NFL players and their behaviors off the field, there are certain guys on certain teams, Jalen Ramsey being one of them, who I believe would not be taking precautions on these kind of issues. Okay. And we don't, we don't know because 29 players, right? There's not a single team in the NFL that has 29 star football players. So these guys that are the second string or the first string guys that aren't well-known enough, we don't know enough about their character. We don't know enough about them. Are, are we even able to say that Deion Dawkins has taken the necessary precautions? I would hope he is because the first case that he dealt with was very serious. So yeah. how he got it again, I, I don't know. I, I would hope it wasn't in fault of his own. But we we don't know, Rich. So mm-hmm. we have to discuss how it happens or why it happens to the people who don't understand, like you and like some of the fans out there. And like when you think about like think about I was in Florida about six weeks ago. You couldn't tell COVID existed. <laughs> That's you how know? Florida is, yes. You know, and I, I I don't hear about cases in Miami. I don't know what's going on. Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville. I, I gotta look over their COVID cases, but just 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 to see how the state of Florida handles the 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 pandemic. It's just I I I it's it's a lot of questions that, that have to be asked because those three teams seem to be fine. I know they had they probably have cases, but they don't have 29. They don't have what's going on in Cleveland, you know. So I, I would like to see how. California handles COVID product protocols. I would like to see how Cleveland, the state, handles their COVID protocols compared to how a state like Florida handles their COVID pro- protocols, and to see if if we could see any any similarities or differences in, in the states and how things. It, it hey, it may not be nothing, but I'm, it just leaves a lot of uh, unanswered questions that I have. There, there are cases in Florida. Let me just tell you. Of that. course, of course, of um, course. I, I did live there for the last two years while attending school, and I can tell you, I was working full time at a twenty-four hour fast food location, and I worked through the entire pandemic. The we didn't close; we were open the entire twenty-four hours. There was a mandate. Some people respected it; other people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are people who don't take it seriously, and it's sad because. Uh, we mentioned stats and analytics and stuff like that. I think that some of the stats here here can lie, and some of the numbers are are crazy. But there are people being affected by this. It's a real thing. I mm-hmm. wish everybody would take it seriously. But that, that's a great question. And Akeem Richards always has the greatest of questions. 
and I'm excited to hear more. But until next time, we've been going for a long time here on the Conflict of Interest. Of course, Dan Kelly, Akeem Richens. If you don't know him, get to know him. And Rich, I'll give you the floor. Uh, Conflict of Interest, uh, the real Dan Kelly, myself, King Rich underscore 987. You can find me on all social media platforms. Uh, Conflict of Interest, man. Uh, if you don't know us by now, get to know us. This is about our fourth week running. We missed the show last week because of complications. We apologize for that, but we're going to make sure from here on out, we're going to stay consistently consistent in giving uh, great, knowledgeable, and sometimes disagreeable content. Always disagreeable myself, content. <laughs> between myself and, and Dan Kelly. Uh, Dan, another another excellent show, bro. Uh, and and uh, I can't wait to do it again next week. Great time as always, guys. Stay up to date with everything with Built in Buffalo. If you're unaware, I host the pregame show each and every week. Akeem Richards is on the pregame show. You can always find him there. And the postgame show hosted by Akeem Richards, which you can mm. normally find me on. Yes, so yes. If, if you love hearing us, we love seeing you. We love seeing your comments and seeing the support. We thank you. And until next time, go Bills. Go Bills.